Welcome back to the Hottest Take Sports Podcast presented by Sip Sports. This is your host, John Ashkar. And today with me, I'm with my co-host, Jack Vandemotter. What it do, what it do. And we have a very special guest, Sir Yacht, a.k.a. Joey Kinsley. Welcome to the show, Sir Yacht. Thank you guys for having me. I'm looking forward to diving into some uh, ridiculous hot takes as the hottest sportcast, hottest takes pod, hot, podcast. I'm not drunk. <laughs> I've only had one truly. <laughs> you're already I, I can't. My, my Tom tongue tied. But, you know, thanks for, thanks for having me on. All right. That's honestly the perfect way to start it off because it's going to be loose. All right, so for those of you who don't know Sir Yacht or Joey, his real name, he is a social media influencer and a Cleveland sports super fan. He has 88,000 followers and 2.9 million views on TikTok. 16K followers on Twitter. He's in a band. He's in a Maui ski club. Um, and he's well known for Midwestern comedy, roasts, spicy hot sports takes, and everything else sports related. And ranch dressing, right? <laughs> Love my ranch, baby. Love my ranch and my, uh, my side of food, basically. <laughs> All good. So, uh, Joey, or Sir Yacht, can you just go a little more in depth with what you do and how you yeah. came up with the name Sir Yacht? Yeah, so what I do is I, uh, I guess I make content just on like, it started off with the Browns and Cavs, but then it's gone, you know, to places like, you know, challenging Jake Paul and Logan Paul to boxing matches, to calling out Ariana Grande fans and Beyonce fans, uh, other national sports teams, dressing up as Waldo to Indians games and Browns games, anywhere I go. I make music as well. Um, and the name Sir Yacht kind of came out for my music. I, I started doing that. And, uh, I, yacht, I love water, so I wanted to do something like that. I wanted people to know that I was a solo artist and not a group, so that's where the Sir came and just a lot of brainstorming. And it ended up first trying to be like a uh, like a back way to get people to look at my music. I was like, all right, so I'm making content. Um, so my first thing I did, every video that I did was the rant on the Browns when they went 0-16. It got on like SportsCenter Snapchat. Uh-huh. It was pretty nuts. And I was like, all right, I guess I – We'll make more of this. I don't know. And uh, ever since then, it's just kind of been hitting the ground running. And, you know, I want to do something in content and in music as well. Yeah, so your videos kind of kept going more and more viral, like you jumping into Lake Erie. That uh, too. Yeah, I forgot I about that one. Hope you didn't grow a third leg from going in there. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I think I have like three extra nipples right now. Because <laughs> of that, so, yeah, I'm thinking. It, but it's funny because um, someone asked and I was like, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I jump in more like in the winter than I do in the summer. Like I haven't been in the water yet, but I, I was in it. It was in it in February for whatever reason. It's probably a good thing that you haven't went in. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And just going back to just going viral and doing your thing on Twitter. It's dangerous when you go and poke at the beehive like that too. Guys. I mean, sometimes I like will tweet it and I'll be like okay maybe I shouldn't because they're nasty I've gotten so many death threats someone told me they're gonna lynch me like it's nuts like Ariana Grande stands I'll do they're like nasty but Mm -hmm. like it's funny because I didn't know excuse me I didn't know I had a crooked nose until like 50 (laughs) Ariana Grande stands told me I had a crooked nose and I was like you gotta be kidding me now I just can't unsee this but Beyonce fans are really bad the worst are K-pop stands and I will never go after them because I almost did and I didn't even put anything out, and like three K-pop accounts kept saying, "Like we will like literally find you 
and kill you if you do oh, this. Man. And like, I kept blocking this one account and he kept making more accounts with my <laughs> face on it and just following me just to message me that. Like, dude, they're, they're, they're nuts. So I'll never mess That's with dedication. That is. Uh, that's, that's like borderline insanity. Not even borderline. That is insanity. To that point, do you ever like record a roast or, a, or something and then realize it? It's like way too harsh and not put it out? Good question. I, I think I have that like thought process like before I press record. When I'm pressing record, I've already gone through like, you know, does this person have a thick skin? Like, does it make sense? You know, am I being too harsh? Like I said, it's like a, you know, it's going to be like a celebrity or like a sports team or whatever. Then I don't need to think about that. But if it's like somebody that has like 200 followers online, right. you know, maybe, maybe I won't post that. But yeah, if I'm pressing record, like I've already gone through those uh, thoughts in my head. Yeah. And just talking about celebrities, do you think a Jake Paul fights in the future? God, I, 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 I hope so. And I also hope not. <laughs> I mean, I, there's no doubt he's going to put out. Like he's going to do dumb things. Like he uh-huh. just continues to do dumb things. I mean, he, from when he gets out of jail or bails himself out or whatever, you know, pays off somebody. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I'll have more time and uh, I'm hoping I'm big enough at some point that I can like big enough following, not yeah, yeah. off enough. I'll get my ass kicked <laughs> either way. But I, I think, yeah, just cause his history here and I've called him out a few times and, he just, I don't know, he just acts like he grew up from nothing and he just was in street fights and whatever. He's the most <laughs> privileged, privileged kid of all time. And I mean, not that being, you know, not growing up with anything, like not growing up with a lot of stuff is bad. Like mm-hmm. you, you just need to recognize that like he just pretends other people like he have it harder. Right. Like, so, but yeah, I think, I think it fights in the future. I, I box uh, four times a week at a, at a boxing club. Uh-huh. Uh, we're actually right by his house he grew up in. Oh man. Um, so. I need uh I need to get back into that, but once I do that for a little bit, maybe I can last like a full round without getting dropped. <laughs> so just going back into sports, you flame a bunch of stand accounts and opposing fans, and a ton of people have just been coming for the Browns and for Baker especially. Yeah. And one spicy take we saw today, which wasn't good in any of our opinions, was uh, PFF fantasy football. Just a little stat comparison between Baker and Joe Burrow. They said Baker Mayfield projects to have 3,681 yards and 20 touchdowns, and Joe Burrow projects to have 3,734 yards and 23 touchdowns. What are your thoughts on that? You know what's funny? What? Right before I was coming on here, I was editing that video. I made a video. Uh I haven't put it out yet, so right after this, I'm actually going to put it out of me – roasting pff so basically i was kind of like uh you know people like oh like they're this isn't their prediction it's just their algorithms uh, and i was like well their algorithms are fucking stupid too because <laughs> his rookie year he had 27 yeah. last year he had 22 touchdowns and it was he was arguably one of the most mediocre quarterbacks in the nfl what people don't realize is that the system freddie kitchens had no quarterback could have thrived in they had all the weapons in the world, and when you run vertical routes and you are – like for these plays to develop, Baker thrived best when the plays were like he's getting rid of the ball in like a second or less. Exactly. Not three, four seconds, and the offensive line can't block for that long, and the routes aren't developing. So, yeah, so basically I kind of also was just like, you know, Joe Burrow – uh, you know, still sleeps at his parents' house in his Star Wars themed bedroom. Is he going to use the fucking force or something to go be better than Baker Mayfield? <laughs> I just don't. 
I, he doesn't even have any historical data on them, and they're so like predicated on it. Like he hasn't played a snap. Exactly. Like how are you going to say he's better? I, I just and, and he doesn't have like nearly the weapons. I mean, they got an okay, I mean, they got an okay wide receiver core there, and like a good running back. But you're talking about Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Like they added to the offensive line. You got Austin Hooper, Odell, Jarvis. You, you just signed Higgins back. Like I don't know. I mean, you got Njoku. Like yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, guys. So that'll be out. I'll I'll put this out uh, after this recording. I'm looking forward to it. Awesome. All right. So yeah, I I think those are pretty unfair predictions to make for Baker and Burrow, even if that's their algorithm. I don't think that's any way of saying Baker Mayfield is like a good quarterback. I think that's them trashing him a lot. I don't think he'll regress to 20 touchdowns at all. So, Bro, they would not put that out there like if that was just like an algorithm. Like They obviously proofread everything they put out. And like I think the best point that you said, had was like, there's no way that he's had 27 and 22. There's no way that he goes down at this. Like, how does he go down? The weapons got better. See, this is this is the problem I have with PFF. I feel like, I feel like they just like shit post. I feel like they put out a bunch of like tweets and then they're like, oh, like our uh, algorithms like said this. It's like no, some stupid intern said it. Like, there's no way. I mean, I, I think they have like a good database of things, but I think a lot of the stuff they say is just fabricated, and then they just want hot takes for people. I mean, they they know. They know when they post something like that that it, like Browns fans are gonna run with it because they always run with stuff like that. They, yeah. they're not dumb. So I, I agree with you. Yeah, it'll get us all fired up. And I understand that in our new offense we're gonna be running a lot more. But I don't, right. I don't, maybe Baker's yards will go down of a sort of anything. But I don't see his touchdowns going down, especially since you have Hooper and Njoku. We're just going to be no. targeting them in the red zone even if more. Any, if anything, his red zone touchdowns are exactly. going to go up uh-huh. because they're when they run the ball. And when you have more of a dominant running game and you have a coach that recognizes that, you know, unlike Freddie Kitchens, that really sets up the play action. And guess what? Baker Mayfield does the best in play action. Mm-hmm. It was statistically there last year and Freddie Kitchens time and time again ignored it. So it, when you develop the run, it's so much easier to develop the pass. I'm telling you, wide open touchdown. I think Odell is going to have his best season, and including being on the Giants next season. I mean, I, I – that's so why I'm telling people like 10, 11 games is nowhere out of the picture. You know, I, I mean, they could they could win the division like if they mm-hmm. play their cards right. I mean, right. Baltimore is going to be good, but yeah, it, we start with them. People one. say that I, I mean, it's such an insult to say that the Steelers are going to be better. You know, Steelers could potentially make the playoffs. They're a good team, but I'm telling you guys, Baker wants to smoke. He has not said anything. <laughs> I, I've said it count, time and time again. Nick Chubb has spoken. Way more than Baker Mayfield this offseason. And Nick <laughs> Chubb does not say words. So what does that say about Baker Mayfield? He's moving in silence. He's focused. He's locked in. And I think he's going to have his best year yet as for a lot of Browns players. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more later. Or we could talk about it right now. Yeah, so on Get Up, they were getting on Baker for being silent which is really confusing to me because in the past... Wait, they, no way. Yes, they really yeah, no. They're like, Baker's going to lose the locker room <laughs> if he just goes silent. Baker's the type of guy that has to be loud. But in all of the years past, they've all crapped on him for being too who loud and being too extravagant. Like, I don't, Do you know who said this? Who said this? I think it was Greenberg, Mike Greenberg. I'm not oh, positive, he's a, though. He's a poser. It doesn't matter. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the thing. If Baker talks, the narrative is he's talking, he's cocky, like... You know, he needs to be focusing on, like, his teammates and stuff. Baker's talking. He's, like – you've seen all those reports of him, like, 
hopping in Zoom meetings, like for the wide receivers or other mm-hmm. things. Like he had no, like he didn't need to be in those meetings. Mm-hmm. Like just because he isn't shit posting on Twitter and responding to the chads that have 15 followers that hide behind like a Steelers logo. What just because he's not doing that or, or going and doing interviews or doing a bunch of commercials or doing a bunch of posts doesn't mean that he isn't talking and he's a leader. He's a, he's a natural born leader. I mean, he's that's so, that's so aggravating. Cause you know, if he was talking, that would be the narrative. Oh yeah. Like but why is he talking after it. such a bad season? They that's why talk- I can't. Exactly. So I can't handle sports talk shows, guys. I, I watch Pat McAfee's show and like a couple other things, but I can't watch the herd. I can't watch first take because it's just the same stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, another thing too is I was talking with a couple people today, and you know, people are like, oh, well, with sports and stuff, you know, there's not really any topics to talk about for talk shows. It's like, well, let me tell you this: before COVID happened, the topics that all these shows talked about were LeBron, Dak Prescott, Tom Brady, Colin Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Now that after COVID, it is. LeBron or MJ, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott, and Colin, uh, Colin Kaepernick. Like the yeah. topics haven't changed, so <laughs> it isn't COVID. It's these sports talk shows sham, uh, jamming the same content, the same hot takes down our throat. Mm-hmm. And it just so so annoying. You just so, wait a couple weeks and then talk about it again. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Literally, like you'd be lucky to wait a couple weeks with those idiots. <laughs> My God. It's like every other day. I used to not say anything about them because I wanted to work with them one day. I mean, if they continue this yeah. business model, they're going to lose. I mean, I'm not. I don't care now. Jay Crawford <laughs> said something really well, really good the other day. He's like, you know, the audience is getting smarter. They're not falling for these hot takes. They're not trying to listen to all of this stuff anymore. They want something different. They want actual like sports content, like like substantial news, like good substantial analysis, right? Yeah, not hot takes that are the same. Like, like that's why Undisputed is doing terrible, and then like has been terrible because skip like the only reason their ratings are up is because of airports and bars put put closed captioning on the tvs <laughs> that's it but the stats are so misleading it's 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 absurd yeah well so. talking about other stats jack do you want to give your prediction for baker this year yeah um so we're just going to put you on the spot real quick and uh we're going to do baker stat predictions um, I said he was going to go for 4,200 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. And I said he was going to go for 3,800 yards, 31 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. So Jack and I were only one off on the touchdowns and interceptions. Yeah. What about you? I mean, I think I think over 30 is good. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying like 31, 32 as well. I would say more, honestly. But um, like we kind of discussed, I think they're going to be extremely predicated on the run game. And when you have a two-headed mm. monster like Chubb and Hunt, you know, I, I think. And another thing with Baker too is, I mean, he'll he can throw the deep ball. I mean, he mm-hmm. he's his he's got a cannon. He he can throw the ball. He can zoom it. But it, it's also a lot of the short game. You know, Jarvis is going to get a lot of slants. You know, maybe some like 10, 15 yard plays. Maybe not so many bombs. But you know, the passing yards are down. That's okay. But I think I don't. I mean, I, I mean, thirty five hundred like isn't. You know, out of the picture, I don't think. Yeah, you know, Kirk somewhere Cousins in the, somewhere had around, in the three thousands. Kirk you know? Cousins had thirty six hundred in the in Stefanski's offense last year. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think Baker's confidence was shook last year, especially with not having an offensive line and having no weapons down the field. So yeah, I was, yeah, for sure, he throws twenty one interceptions, and there was so people like it's so funny that they throw the first year out the window and they forget about last year. Oh yeah, or right. they forget about the four years that he was at Oklahoma and Texas Tech. Like the guy has listen to this. In college football, Baker Mayfield statistically was the most accurate passer in college football history. 
that was not just some flaw. That was not just some fluke. He proved time and time again in high-pressure situations as well that he could get rid of the ball quick, and he was, he was so accurate. How can you be accurate when plays don't develop and you're about to get sacked every play? He was like the most pressured quarterback in the NFL, which is another stat that people throw like don't, like throw out the window and forget about. So that's why I always make these like rows defending Baker. I mean, if it was like Deshaun Kaiser or like Cody Kessler, you think I'd be right. making these posts? You think I'd be defending Baker, like Cody Kessler and Deshaun Kaiser? And Kevin I bet Deshaun he's a nice guy, <laughs> but my mailman's a nice guy. My uh, <laughs> My tax account's a nice guy. That doesn't mean they're good NFL players. Baker Mayfield proved he's a good NFL player, and he's got the talent around him now, and he's got the coaches around him now. And the so, culture, too. This is the best scenario, though, because when does Baker thrive the most? When he has a chip on his shoulder, when he's against all odds, when he's down, when he's the backup quarterback and he gets an opportunity to come in and play against the Jets, when he's a walk-on at Texas Tech and a walk-on at Oklahoma and everybody's like, he's too short, like, you know, he just doesn't have it. Like, he just thrives in those situations, and this is just another situation for him to thrive in. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you they're going to do – I mean, they're going to go to the playoffs this year. I could see minimum 10. I'm minimum saying 11. 10. I'm saying 11 and 5. I mean, they got the third easiest schedule in the NFL, I think. It's, it's not. I don't think it's crazy. I don't. No, I don't think it's not. crazy. Yeah, we tweeted about it a couple days ago. Just everything that Baker's gone through and how, like, he was too short in high school. How he was benched at Texas Tech. He wasn't even offered to go play at OU. He just showed up on their campus and then he went, just showed up. And then you know what would know be coach. cool? You know what PFS should actually do? Yeah, they should run stats for every time that Baker Mayfield was like doubted, doubted. Like if he was like, uh-huh. you know, walk cool. on Texas A&M. Stats for that. Stats for, you know, his, his run at Oklahoma after he was a walk-on. Like, stats for, like, when someone's – like, when Colin Coward called him on draft. Like, I don't know. Like, he's proven time and time again he, he can get the job done. He had a mediocre year last year. He did not play well. But he was not in a good system whatsoever. There was no system. I mean, Jarvis Landry, who doesn't even talk that much. Like, he, he, he's always so, like – Humble. He's just, like, the best team player. Like, he's, like – he doesn't blame the coaches or whatever. He was even, like – Yeah, pissed. I mean, like, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Wednesday through Saturday, was, there was a game plan. Sunday, there was no game plan. Right. And it's just funny, too, like, how at this time last year, Baker – all these, like, national media was hyping up Baker and everything like that. And then now it's, like, Kyler Murray and everything. But, like – it's literally one year ago this dude was like the talk of the league and now everyone thinks he's like washed up and he's a bust. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's, it's easy to pile on to somebody. I mean, it's easy to be like on somebody's bandwagon when they're doing good and when they don't, it's super easy to hop on that and be like, yeah, they suck. Like we have such like a uh, – we have like a quick-minded history. Like it, it's all about – you suck if you played a bad game. Right. You're really good. You're the best player of all time if you had a good game. You know, you got to look at trends. It's all recent and, and, pe- and it just makes me so fucking mad. Excuse me. Excuse my language. Yeah, but it makes me so fucking mad when people forget how important coaching is, especially for young quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Hugh, I mean, Hugh Jackson is terrible. Freddie Kitchens, I think, was worse. This is Baker's third coach in three years. Fourth, if you count Greg Williams yeah, as the interim. It's coach. also his fourth offensive coordinator. How is that fair? Like, it's not fair. Exactly. So, so you got to look at that. And, and they don't Stefanski know. made Kirk Cousins look like Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> what are you going to do to Baker Mayfield? I'm telling you. Look at the Vikings' offense this next right. season. Right. And, no. And I guarantee they might be good. I guarantee you they're not. They're not as good. Right. I guarantee you, Kirk Cousins. 
He got that bag. Kevin Stefanski got him paid. I he guarantee did. you. When, he's not going to be as good. When Freddie Kitchens came in as the interim or as the OC, uh, for yeah. those like last eight games, they just ran play action a ton, and the Browns thrived. And then when they hopped into last season at the beginning, it's like they basically just forgot about everything they did the year before and just stopped running play action. And then after the first eight games, they started running play action again, and Baker had 1,800 yards, 15 touchdowns, and nine interceptions versus 1,900 yards, seven touchdowns, and 12 interceptions in the first eight games where they didn't run play action. So it's like, where was Freddie Kitchen's head even at? In his ass. I mean, how do you how do you not throw play action? It's like a part of the game. I don't know. I'm like just, even, yeah. like I don't, who, who, how? Yeah. how? I don't understand. And, and that's what people are like challenging it, that maybe Freddie Kitchens, you know, he was the offensive coordinator, but maybe he wasn't calling the plays. Maybe it was Ken Zampese. I mean, that's what Bob Wiley said, that former offensive line coach for the Browns. He said that mm-hmm. Freddie Kitchens wasn't calling the plays. Like, yeah. he was just like the guy wearing the hat. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I believe it. Like, he proved, he showed his incompetence last year. Right. So, real quick, I want to talk about – so, everyone's talking about, like, Baker. Is he the worst quarterback in the AFC North? I really want to quickly get ask you your rankings about all the the, the top five quarterbacks from twenty eighteen. Um, the twenty eighteen draft in the first round. Right. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yep. Baker, Darnold, Allen, Rosen, and Lamar. Lamar. Rank those five yep. guys. All right. So first is Lamar. Right. Okay. I, I dog him all the time for being a running back. It's just a joke. His Ravens fans are like, "Who's a quarterback?" It's like, no, yeah, <laughs> of course he's a quarterback. Just because he can run doesn't mean he's not a quarterback. <laughs> The guy's a stud. I mean, I'm happy for him. You know, he worked very hard. He's a very nice guy, and he can throw the hell out of the ball, and he can run it even better. So, good for him. Uh, Baker's too. I mean, I think next year he's going to be a lot closer to Lamar. Obviously, after last season, he's not. He wasn't very good. But um, we'll just get this out of the way. At number like 95, and there were but there wasn't 95 quarterbacks drafted in, in 2018. That's Rosen. kind of impossible. Josh Rosen. Yeah, he was, he's quite awful. <laughs> I feel so bad because he's had he's had it even worse than Baker. Yeah, he's he had, had some pretty awful systems. situations being in. At but he's also Miami. hasn't helped himself. Right, he's gotten opportunities. Like he he had opportunities in Miami. And he got beaten by, out beaten by uh, Brian Fitzpatrick. So three, I'm gonna have to say Sam Darnold. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. I, I was okay with the Browns drafting Sam Darnold number one. I wouldn't have minded it. I like Baker a lot, especially I think with like his swagger and stuff. I think that's something this town needs and needs somebody that like. Is a winner and you know is going to tell everybody ghosts. like we're going to win instead of somebody that's like why like Sam Darnold like he couldn't sell like ice to an Eskimo or like or like he could like, <laughs> I don't know whatever that saying is like he just is yeah. boring uh-huh. he's right. a nice guy he's just like this chill Cali dude but he's boring mm-hmm. um, and I think he's perfect for you New York because you know a guy like Eli Manning did really well there I mean you don't need a guy that Legit. has like. Yeah. All his swagger and stuff. He's just cool, calm, and collected. And I hope he does well, too. And then Josh Allen. I mean, Josh Allen's kind of like a lot like Lamar Jackson, except Lamar can throw it way better. Josh Allen's decision-making isn't particularly great, but he does run the ball pretty well, and he does make some okay decisions. And, boy, does that guy have a cannon. His accuracy isn't that great. It's gotten better, but... Yeah, yeah, Josh, I, I, yeah, I would say that would be the order. Josh Allen actually had better rushing stats than Lamar Jackson their rookie years, but you wouldn't have heard like the media just didn't talk about it, which was kind of aggravating no, towards me. No, I mean, but yeah, but but also then Lamar last year, was Lamar, Lamar Lamar was better last year, but like their rookie seasons, Josh Allen had like a better yard per uh, carry and everything like that. So it was kind of crazy. But well, Jack- Lamar also didn't play every game. Yeah, yeah. that's true. 
Lamar played like eight games, I think. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, I mean, Josh Allen's I'm passing stats that year. I'm sure were miserable, but I just why I can't stand people like you know Josh Allen, Sam Darnold are better. Like I get Sam Darnold. Like you could say you could you're a fan of the Jets and you're gonna say oh, that's fine. I think you're wrong, but it's okay. But Josh Allen, I don't I don't get that one. I don't think he's that good. You want to come in with our hot take to this? Our rankings? Yeah. So all right. So we we put Lamar one. That's a huge shocker. We said <laughs> we said Josh Allen two. That's the biggest difference here. Um, I think if this was future rankings, I'd put Baker. We both agreed that we'd put Baker ahead of Allen. But oh, you're saying like in the present moment? As far as yeah. as far as the present moment, I just you know stats. I mean, Allen's led the Bills to the playoffs the last two years. I'll give him some respect. Um, I still think you're wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, respectable, that's okay. respectable. I, that makes sense though that he led him to the playoffs. Like that's right. That, I, it makes sense. I mean, you're wrong, but that's okay. <laughs> and and he did go into Houston too, and like they beat them too. So he made it to the second. That's true. I mean, you're not wrong. You're Lamar not wrong. Lamar Jackson hasn't even won a playoff game, but he's still at one. I don't see how he couldn't be. Right. Yeah. So that might haunt you guys. But one sec, that might haunt him though. People like make fun of him all the time for not like in his first two years not winning a playoff game. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, that might be like a mental hurdle he has to get over. <laughs> like, I know, if, yeah, it's if not he, a huge deal because he's a rookie and like has it. Maybe a lot of guys haven't helped him out, but I don't know. I'd be on the lookout for that. Seriously, I mean, if he if he chokes again, then it's definitely going to be a thing. Like, they won fourteen games, and then get out of the first or the you know they lost. Yeah, they lost, they lost, they lost in the first their round. first playoff game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So number three, we have Josh Rosen. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, we have Baker Mayfield. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> you got him. I was like logging, logging off. <laughs> no, we have Baker Mayfield number three, Darnold four, and Rosen. Like, yeah, we'll take a big gap and then Rosen. There we go. Yeah, um, although if you had Rosen at three, I mean, you would really confirm that you're the hottest take. You know, podcast. Absolutely, we would not podcast. put Josh Rosen there. Um, all right. So, real quick. Yeah. So, um. I guess talking about more quarterbacks, there's been rumors swirling around with the Browns of Cam Newton coming to town. And we have a couple nice oh nice quotes for you that you'll love. This was on uh, I can't wait. This was on ESPN today. So we'll start with Mike Greenberg. He said if, uh, if he's clown. if he's healthy, referring to Cam Newton, he's probably better than Baker Mayfield ever projects to be. We have Don Dominique Foxworth who says Oh yeah, Cam's the quote-unquote best available, so I would take him over Baker. And then you have Dan Graziano who comes in and goes, obviously you take Cam Newton if he's healthy. So both Jack and I don't see any reason why we would bring in Cam Newton. It's just pushing Baker out of the t- out of town after two years, and you already have Case Keenum in town who knows the system and who's actually like a good quarterback. So what do you think about all of these spicy quotes from these uh, sports First analysts? Up, what's so annoying is that Mike Greenberg, you know, hosted Mike and Mike, and all uh-huh. he was was a color commentator, basically. Like, he was a setup guy or, like, whatever. I mean, he never was a guy that had, like, all these opinions. Now he's on Get Up, which is an extremely failing, failing morning sports talk show, and he's, like, throwing out these hot takes. Like, dude, nobody cares about your opinion. You're one of the most fucking boring people <laughs> on sports talk. Like, like – Congratulations that you're on there. Like that's great, man. You're making money for being a piece of shit. Like th- that's just so annoying. Like, wh- who are you? Who are you? Like, I think the I thing mean, that set us wrong I, with that is he goes. He says he's probably better than Baker Mayfield. If if he said he's probably better than him now, you can like take that less lightly. But he said he's probably better than 
Baker Mayfield ever projects to be. Cam Newton right now is not even better than Baker Mayfield right now. I wanna I wanna bring up some stats too real quick. This dude, yeah. this dude, Baker Mayfield is rookie year had better stats, yards, and touchdown-wise than Cam Newton had in every single year except for 2011 and 2015, where he won the MVP. So, like, I how can you say, say... It doesn't make any sense. Like, no. I had... I mean, yeah, Cam, like, at one point in his career, his best season, probably was better than Baker Mayfield. Oh, 100%. That's fine. Yeah. But Baker is in his third year, mm-hmm. and Cam Newton right now is probably not going to get picked up by a team. He, I mean, I, I could see him getting picked up by the Chargers, especially since they're working out Colin Kaepernick. So you think Cam Newton would get a chance, and Odell was working. I mean, that, what's so stupid is this is literally because Odell was working out with him the other day. Like, it's just like, oh, Odell was seen working out with Cam Newton. Should the Browns sign him? Because we fucking hate Baker Mayfield. Like, and, and you know what's so funny, guys? Uh-huh. Is we'll talk about Cam Newton, but when Baker does well, because I have no doubt in my mind he's going to do well, you know damn well. Everybody's going to hop back on that Baker Mayfield bandwagon and act like they never came off. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the most annoying thing. And I cannot wait to put everybody in a body bag for that on uh-huh. Sports Talk Radio. It is just so annoying. Yeah. Like, it's just, I mean, they're doing, they, there's not even substantiated opinions. Like, it's just, I feel bad for Baker. I mean, but I, I honestly don't feel as bad because he's got that giant chip on his shoulder. Chip means shoulder. Mm-hmm. All right. So, real quick. Before we get into the hot takes. So there's been a huge debate with Miles Garrett and TJ Watt of who's the better player. And you can even question first off why people are comparing the two while TJ Watt is an outside linebacker. They're not even the same position, but I entertained it in a couple videos before, but yeah. Yeah, so like they're different positions, but these Steelers fans keep on comparing him. So we got to defend our players. We can't just let them say that, you know? So what do you think about Miles Garrett versus TJ Watt, and who would you take? I mean, straight up, I would take Miles Garrett. I mm-hmm. mean, last year before Miles went berserk and almost killed Mason Rudolph <laughs> for whatever reason. I think I know why he did it, but I, you know, whatever that remains yeah. to be said. Mm-hmm. Miles was on pace to be like Defensive Player of the Year. He was having a stellar season, and he was mm-hmm. injured the year before. But I'm and he's like pretty much he gets like double teamed all the time and sometimes he gets triple teamed. Mm-hmm. When does TJ Watt get double teamed? I uh, granted, and, and this is why it gets weird because they play different positions. Right. And TJ Watt is a great player, and he drops back and he's a great you know linebacker and he's a great edge rusher as well. But Miles Garrett is a dominating force. That's why having Jadavion Clowney is so intriguing. If they get him, they probably won't. But if he's on the other side, that's why what I understand is that the money is on the table, and it's not because it's the money. It's because he doesn't want to play in Cleveland, which mm-hmm. is fine. Go play somewhere else and go play with the Jets and get booed out of your out of out of the city. But anyways, I think it's Miles Garrett. I mean, the dude's a force. You see him yesterday. He was picking up you know six hundred and whatever pounds deadlifting. Same I was with Nick like, that, that, Yeah, that's the equivalent of. Four Mason Rudolphs or one or one Ben Roethlisberger. That is some serious <laughs> one weight. Ben that is some serious weight. Oh, I did see a, a picture of Ben this morning. Mm-hmm. And he's pretty cut. Yeah. I mean, he's fat. It was, the beard. It was the beard. That he's was got like he's got cut. like a dad bod, but he looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Looks pretty good. Yeah, I mean, we know how the dad bod kind of treated Baker last year. Mm. So, dude, the amount of shit that Baker Mayfield <laughs> gets on a consistent basis is unbelievable. 
I, the guy is going to come out. That's why I'm saying like 35 touchdowns mm-hmm. or 30 touchdowns, 3,500 yards is like, that's like nothing. The dude's going to have the biggest chip. They did, they did ask Baker to cut weight this year, though. I agree. I think he should. No, no I think I'm, he's a little slower. They they had him bulk up last year. They asked him. I to know they did. Weight. Yeah, so like it's not like it's it like he was just doing what they asked. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, it's so dumb. It's because, oh, sorry, I don't have a twelve pack. That means I'm fat. Like he's not fat. <laughs> no. Because he doesn't have a twelve pack. I mean, the guy saw his abs. You can still see him. It's just so so what? Eli Manning had the fat. Ben Roethlisberger's fast. Two Super Bowls. Two Super Bowls. Right, right. Doesn't matter. Jamar, well, Jamar Charles was sorry. No, uh, uh, uh. that was bad. <laughs> that was dumb. That was, I had a brain fart there. I was pretty stupid. We can cut that out for you if you want. No, nah, you can keep it in. So All okay. right. So I'll Jack, the mistake. Do you, do you want to take us into the hot takes? Yes, yeah, so the hot takes. Um, if you just want to kind of give the first thing that comes to your mind, we'll just go through these real quick. So one, number one, Eric Ebron is better than Austin Hooper. At what? Dropping balls, uh, going to more teams in free agency or getting traded. No, I mean, Austin Hooper's probably second best tight end in the AFC North, I'd say, behind Mark Andrews. I think that guy's pretty solid. I mean, Austin potentially, I mean, he's getting paid to be the best tight end in the NFL. Right. So, you know, anything below one or two, you know, is, you know, a dud. But, Eric Ebron is talented. You know, people are like, oh, he had 13 touchdowns. You know, that was two seasons ago. And he also had a bunch of drops. So, I don't know. I mean, I'm not I'm not sold on Eric. I think he'll have a decent year because, you know, Pittsburgh tight ends do pretty well because people focus on the wide receivers. Uh-huh. And Juju and Deontay Johnson are pretty receiving core. Uh-huh. Ebron could potentially do. But Austin, but you can say the same about the Browns and Austin Hooper. I think, he, I think Austin's better by far. So, a lot of people have been saying this new uh... – Duo of uh, Mark Ingram and J.K. could be possibly better than uh, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Well, that's not – the way I see it is all you have to do is line them up and compare them both to each other. Nick Chubb is better than Mark Ingram mm-hmm. and Kareem Hunt is better than J.K. Dobbins. Although PFF might tell you that they run the analytics. <laughs> J.K. Dobbins is projected to have a better year than Kareem Hunt because of – Algorithms, and that's what the that's what the model says, you know. And a broom is really far up my ass. That's why. So I don't. So there you go. I just, Mark Mark Ingram is not as good as Nick Chubb. J.K. Dobbins, I love him. I don't know how to say it. go Bucks. Not as good as Cream Hunt. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, Juju and like you said, Juju and Deontay versus Odell and Jarvis. See the wild card here. See, the funny thing is, I don't, I'm not even like sold on Juju anymore. I think Deontay Johnson is their best wide receiver. The dude just wants to play Fortnite and be a fashion icon. He's like the NBA. He's like the NFL's Kyle Kuzma. <laughs> I, I hate Kyle Kuzma. At least he doesn't have blonde hair. Kyle Kuzma is just nice is a he's a clown. He's a clown. But anyways, Juju. I don't know. Juju had a great rookie year, and last year. But it's not like Juju was in a bad system with coaches like Baker was. I know different positions, but. I mean, he had the chance to really shine because Antonio Brown was gone, and like, mm-hmm. you know, he was like the focus, and he just did nothing. Right. And Deontay Johnson won; he was a Pro Bowler for being a punt returner, mm-hmm. and he's got a really good set of like yards after catch. Like, he's really good after catching the ball to get more yards. So I, he'll have a good year, honestly. But I, with that being said, I think Odell and Jarvis, you know, 
It, Odell played injured last year. He got surgery on two of his abs at mm-hmm. the end of the season. Jarvis played injured. Yeah, he had the hip injury. And and they're boys, dude. I mean, they've been boys since LSU, like best friends. I'm telling you. Yeah, Deont- Everybody sleep on the Browns. You just just wait. Just mm-hmm. wait. Deontay Johnson. I'm, I'm moving to silence too. Well, not really. I'm ranting people, but whatever. <laughs> I'm pretty Baker sure is. Johnson was the one who Demarius Randall knocked out and made his ear bleed too. Oh, was that him? Yeah, really? I think it was. It was. Yeah, that was that was bad. It didn't look good for the Browns. Talking more wide receivers, though. This is even bigger. Tyler Boyd was throwing out a lot of smoke, saying that the Cincinnati receivers with him, AJ Green, and now Joe T- Burrow too. Like, what's jo- the better? And T Higgins are now going to yeah, be better. Yeah. Do you guys see the video I made on him? Tyler yeah. Boyd responded to my tweet. Oh, did he? Actually? he del- yeah, he mm-hmm. deleted his tweet because I like <laughs> I cooked him. Yeah. Surprise! I got I got like a lot more like I got like the same amount of retweets and likes as him, but like he has like. Three times the following right. that I do, and like I just I didn't he didn't probably didn't think that I would have said anything back, so he deleted the tweet for whatever reason. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. Yeah, but so who do you think is better? Uh, what was the question, Tyler Boyd? And well, it's just the Cincinnati wide receiver corp versus the Browns wide receiver corp. No, I mean you can do the same thing with like I did with the running backs. Uh-huh. Odell is better than I don't even know who their first string wide receiver is. Is it Tyler Boyd? Probably AJ Green it, if he's yeah. healthy. But. Oh, well, t- Odell's better than AJ Green. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're gonna say that Odell was injured, well, AJ Green was injured all last season. Jarvis is better than Tyler Boyd. John Ross is a bum. Mm-hmm. They drafted T Higgins. Yeah, he's a rookie, but you got Higgins on the Browns. He's a better third stringer than you know John Ross or T Higgins. So there you go. And you're not gonna play four wide receivers in a game anyway, so you just have to worry about the first three. And yeah, honestly, so, I think the Browns were talking about Kareem Hunt might play some snaps in the slot too. So like, so T I, Higgins are so cool. I. I mean, that honestly would be awesome. If you, the more times you can get Chubb and Hunt on the field, I mean, that's just great. You, you're talking about dangerous. people having a substitute and you know focus on other people. And the more talent you get on the field, I'm all for it. And I think Kareem Hunt would do very well there. I mean, he has done very well. And I think Nick Chubb would do pretty well with receptions and stuff. He's got some hands. You see that one catch he made his rookie year. In Cincinnati, he, caught, he like caught yeah. and pinned it uh-huh. on the on the cornerback. Yeah, that was, a, that was a crazy catch. He's got hands. Yeah, and and just like talking about the Browns a little bit more. Odell had over a thousand yards with the sports hernia, but AJ Green on the other hand, and who's been hurt, has only played twenty eight percent of his games in the past two years. So like, how could you say that AJ is better than Odell when he's not even on the field? Well, that's the thing. They're like, oh, well, he, Odell was injured, but then they also forget that A.J. Green. I mean, A.J. Green at one point was a top five wide receiver in the NFL. Oh, yeah, he was amazing. He was a stud. But that's the thing. You can't be caught on revisionist history. Like, you can't be, like, just looking in the past, like, look to the future necessarily and, like, mm-hmm. or be PFF and just, like, pull stats out of your ass. Like, you just – you got to be, like – you got to have some common sense. And when you take out the bad coaching and take out the injuries – Odell is a better wide receiver. Odell is a top three wide receiver in the NFL, and he will be a very good wide receiver next season, especially with other weapons around him. He's going to be way more open. And if he's doubled, great. He'll get his opportunities eventually. I think he's going to excel next year. Oh, yeah. That's spicy. I do too. All right, so next question. Rank the Cleveland team owners, Jimmy Haslam, Dan Gilbert, and Paul Dolan. Dan Gilbert's number one. I know he's had some bad relationships with LeBron, but that dude will literally throw, throw money at fire if it means he'll win a championship. <laughs> I mean, that guy just spends. I mean, that guy's. I don't. Have you have you been down to that stadium yet? No, we have not. Uh-huh. It is unbelievable. Yeah, I've had dinner there. I mean, at like a place like you would, you know, spend a lot of money in, mm-hmm. like in Tremont or somewhere else. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, it's it, it the renovations are crazy. Mm-hmm. They don't. He's done an amazing job. I mean, and he's really trying to get people into the stadium, so I commend right. him for that. Number two, I would have Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, I like. I don't hate Jimmy. I mean, he's like. I think he's finally figuring it out. It's taken him a long time, but you can't fire owners. That's just that's not how it works. Otherwise, he wouldn't fire a long time ago. But he's he's finally getting it. Mm-hmm. He's finally understanding that you got to align the GM and the coach. Yep. And Andrew Barry is 32 years old. People on the Colts, Pat McAfee, they always said they wanted him to be the GM when he was like 29. Like he was here the tw- uh, the, when the Browns were on 16, but like he had a smaller role. Mm-hmm. The dude's just a genius. Went to Harvard. He's Or did he go to Harvard? Did he go? Yeah, I think he, he went to Harvard. Yeah. yeah. I so. And mm-hmm. I forget what just so fancy he went, but he was like an Ivy League. I think he went to Yale. Yale, okay. That's uh-huh. right. But, I mean, Stefanski's 37. I mean, Haslam is is understanding. Like, at least, I mean, at least he's giving us a good chance. And going with younger guys who are proven, that's the thing. You want young guys, you don't want old farts, but you want people also, you know, done really well. They both have done very well in their jobs. And then Dolan, I mean, the Indians are probably the most successful team. Right. If you consider, like, longevity and consistency. I mean, yeah, the Cavs had a good four-year run, but, I mean, come on. That was because of LeBron. Right. I mean, the I Indians mean, have LeBron had the team finals. best winning percentage since 2012 in the, in the AL since we hired Tito. So, like, it's not like – I mean, we haven't won anything, but it's not like we're losing by any means. I mean, it just sucks because they, you know, been, they could have won the World Series. Right. They were depleted of pitching staff, and it just – you know, they'd be the underdog, and that's what people, you know, forget, but – it just sucks that they've kind of choked a couple of things away in recent time. But mm-hmm. and and the the guys the, the thing is like people are like oh they they keep putting they keep paying for people I'm like no they're not. What's been keeping the Indians you know relevant is the fact that they have like one of the best scouting departments in the MLB. Their farm system has been Great. consistently like awesome mm-hmm. since like this new like millennium. Yeah, they've no, been very good. Yeah. The Indians have brought up some of the best pitching in the league, especially now with like Bieber and uh, Zach Plesac and Aaron. They're Stavage. amazing at right, that. Yeah. They they can draft this and make trades and things like that. I and mean, you got to give Chris Antonetti and that staff and the scouting staff too credit. They do a great job. Right. The problem is they're a great farm system for draft players, but they're also a great farm system for the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Dodgers. And that's what the, another problem is too with the MLB and so flawed is that there isn't a consistent hard cap across all MLB teams like mm-hmm. there is in the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. You can't compete as a small market team. Like the Kansas City Royals won a World Series, but after that, they became a mediocre team again. They got to restart because those guys go get their bags elsewhere, and they should. They should get. They should get paid a lot of money to play baseball, but they can't afford. These teams can't afford. And how is that fair? No, how is that? Not. I don't understand that. So the MLB is really flawed, and I am very mad at them right now. But that would be my order of owners. I can't stand the Dolans. They just—they're so stingy. Right. <laughs> so talking more about baseball, another hot take for you: Carlos Correa is a better shortstop than Francisco Lindor. No, no. That's it. All right. <laughs> just no. All right. Colin Sexton is a bench player. On a championship team, yes, he is. I think. I mean, I'm like. 20 teams in the NBA. No, he's a star. I mean, he's a good player. He was he's 20th in, his, in the league in scoring this past year. He's a good player. Mm-hmm. He's the best player in the Cavs. He gets, he gets you know, berated for whatever reason. You think he's better than Kevin Love? 
now, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kevin's just like a, he's a good like uh, role player. I mean, but he'll, he'll put up like good numbers. Mm-hmm. So would Tristan Thompson. Yeah. But he's not like Kevin can't lead a team to the playoffs or a championship. Like he proved that in Minnesota. Like he's a great third piece. Even with in 2018 when he was the second guy, I mean, they just the Cavs needed a, that Kyrie. They needed some second scorer, and it sucks because they almost got Kemba Walker. Like mm. if they would have gotten Kemba Walker in that trade, I was praying for them to go that way instead of Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> I, I thought Isaiah Thomas was going to do really well. Unfortunately, he just never really recovered from his hip injury. But mm-hmm. yeah, and it's uh, yeah. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I like Colin Sexton though. I just think at least right now. Uh-huh. He looks like more of a, you know, a six, like seriously, like a six man. Like right, somebody like that would come off, like it'd be like a James Harden almost when he was with the Thunder. Like, and that's not disrespect. Like, he's a great player and he'll continue to grow and be an even better player, no kind, doubt. Yeah, kind of like a Lou Williams, actually, for the, the Clippers. Like, who just dude, scores. They need people that are like that, like that want to come off the bench and, like, dude. That is the, that's the thing the Cavs really struggled with in the finals was that when they really took Kyrie and LeBron on, they went to their bench. Like, they had nothing. No, Kyle it was Sexton Deli off the bench. could be a guy that's like a spark. Right. What's that? It was Deli off the bench. Yeah. No, well, the best is when Deli was starting in the finals in 2015. <laughs> like, had 20 points and had to get an IV because he was running too much after the game. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so, I think that just about wraps it up. For us, support from the Hottest Take Sports podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. If you use our code HTSP at checkout, you'll get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping if you just use code HTSP before you check out at manscaped.com <laughs> at manscaped.com as bars guys there you go <laughs> well sir yacht or joey thank you so much for coming on our show we really appreciate you coming on yeah thanks for having me guys really appreciate it, it was a lot of fun yeah um, it was totally fun talking lo- looking forward to uh, hopefully getting some people stirring up the pot and stuff from uh highlights from this and thanks to you guys if you made it this far listening to the hottest take sports podcast Today's intro song was made by Sir Yacht's band, Maui Ski Club. You can find them on Spotify and on Twitter at Maui Ski Club. We'll have a link to it in the description. Also, make sure you all go give Sir Yacht a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Sir Yacht. We really appreciated having him on. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to stay updated with our show. Go follow us on Twitter and Instagram at hottest underscore take pod. Also, make sure to rate the show and leave some feedback. That really helps us out. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. You're such a hypochondriac. Turn around, you're stabbing backs. Come through a wedding like a tornado. You just only care about yourself. Don't care about no one else. Your pity party population, no one, no one.